That's the official Alex intro song. One of them, anyway. Hi, Alex. Hi. How are you? Shwello. Shwello. I'm good. There we go. I'm good. Are you? I am. I'm home with my babies, watching election coverage. Uh, I was going to turn the TV on here. By the way, welcome to the podcast, Eric Chase and the Fam. It's 2.38 on Tuesday, November 3rd. Uh, It's Eric, Alex. We'll get Janet on the horn here in about 20 minutes. And I've never been more delighted to talk to Janet because literally I searched as hard as any other day of my life to prep for today's podcast. And I dug harder than I have in quite some time to look up entertainment stories. And the the only thing I came up with, because I didn't want to do like election, like yesterday, we've said everything we want to say. The only thing I came up with was I was surprised that Common is dating Tiffany Haddish. Me too. We should talk about that because I was surprised that I had to check myself. Um, I don't always think positive thoughts about people and I have to be nice. Well... (laughs) We can uh, we can come to some. I I found out uh, why you and I discussed earlier. Look, we got some more information as to why the coke workers are are striking, and we can talk a little bit about that. I don't yeah. know if there's much election things to do. I mean, what's done is done, and now we sit back and wait. No, no earlier than you know, really seven o'clock, and then deeper into the night, and we'll see where this goes. But um, yeah, I would I didn't I like Common. Uh, I liked him when he did more music. Yes. I, I was like an OG Common fan, and then he turned into an actor, a pretty good one. I had mm-hmm. no idea who was dating Tiffany Haddish. Who, to be quite honest with you, all I, I know, I don't know where she came from. Probably a reality show, but I, I hear all of her commercials. She did. So Tiffany Haddish did not come from a reality show. She came from like poverty. Like she was homeless, living wasn't in a that, car. Wasn't that Cardi B? No, no. Cardi B came from a reality show. <laughs> you have them confused. Um, I like Tiffany Haddish. I have a hard time with her comedy and I have a hard time with, um, a few other people's comedy. Cause I feel like it's, uh, I, that's another conversation for another day. I love common though. Love common. Common is like, mm, mm, he's all sorts of wonderful for me. Sorry. Sunny's Sunny must not like common. She's growling in the background. Um, so when I heard he was dating Tiffany Haddish, I was, bummed i said common can do better and then i had to like stop myself from thinking negatively about tiffany haddish her her thing is comedy like her thing is making herself look stupid for the enjoyment of other people i hate that <laughs> so right. yeah, me too. <laughs> i hate that and i also hate the her her comedy is very much like um stereotypical black people mm-hmm. and really loud and like Hey, she ready? And I'm just like, but you don't act like that in real life. Like you don't, you, you know what I mean? Like don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a huge fan, but I have to, I always have to bring myself back um, on those kinds of conversations. So when I heard about Tiffany Haddish in common, I was like, oh no, why? But she's really happy. I did read, she's so happy and they're, I think they're like in love. <laughs> you, I think you it's and I serious. Have, I think you and I have the same like visceral visceral reaction mm-hmm. to that. Like we see common like the way our brain stereotypes it. Like mm-hmm. we see common dating. What are the girls from the Hamilton cast? Not loud yeah. ass Tiffany Haddish. Yes, yes, and I hate that she's loud ass Tiffany Haddish because I don't think she is in real life. And when there's a when it's a movie, like I feel like that's one thing. It can be kind of funny. I really did like Girls Trip because it's very similar to like my girlfriends and I and how we interact with each other. But um, I, I hate comedy that 
I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't, it, I could be really inappropriate. So I'm not going to go down that route, but, um, and that's from one black person to another. Like I have a hard time with that because people love Tiffany Haddish and they love Kevin Hart and they love these comedians that make themselves look really stupid for the, for the majority. And the majority is, um, a certain kind of person similar like Dave Chappelle when Dave Chappelle was like I am not gonna make myself look dumb for you guys anymore (laughs) I'm like that I I like this new really really angry social commentary Dave Chappelle like what did he do it was 846 that thing that we played over the summertime when he was just fed up with things like I really like that because I don't like loud either um there was uh, a time at the at the old station when we'd have all the comedians came in, and I never did well with with the black female comedians. And I think Monique came in one time, and then there was uh, <laughs> Lunell. Does that ring a bell? Lunell, yeah, I like, and some of them I really do like. I mean, I do. I don't have a. Pro- I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me fi- let me fix that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> let me fix that before it's like. Wait <laughs> Continue. Did Eric just say he doesn't like or do well with? <laughs> large loud black women yeah it's just like it, it's like they're not people that i connect to and i would see i would get the 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 eye attention like everybody would look at me when these ladies bless their hearts for getting it for getting up early because they live a late light lifestyle come into the studio and they can just flip it on and they would all look at at me and go let's not have a donnell rawlings moment here um like who i was just didn't connect with who they were as people and that's yeah. totally fine so i i had to i had to be a pro as best as i could but yeah Lun- lunel and and i think it was monique like they they just wanted me to sh- not those two but everybody working wanted me to be quiet so i didn't say something that they might mistake or, or take the wrong way when i was simply just trying to have a conversation exactly from my perspective it's like tiffany haddish is not in I, that I've seen um, and how she conducts interviews and things like that. She is not that way in real life, but she puts on a character for her comedy. But I feel like the character and the character of other comedians is very stereotypical, like what people feel like black people just are. And that's not the case. We're so much more than that. There's a component of it. Absolutely. But I just um, always had a little bit of a challenge with, with, um, I don't know, with coming to that. And it, 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 it's just another day. But yes, she's dating Common. And at first I said, ew. But then <laughs> when I saw, you know, when I was reading about it, I said, oh, she's so happy. Like, she's very right. happy and in love. And she is talented and she does deserve it. And I was, I'm happy for her. Do you see how long they were dating? Because I just read the headline. I think it's been like a year or longer. Like, I think it's been... A pretty long, a long, t- longer than what we knew. I think oh. they're just now coming out. They didn't even come out and say. She came out and said, "I'm in love with a man," and she has been. And then she said that it was uh, common. So they didn't, they didn't tell anybody for a long time. I think last week we brought up the Shonda Rhimes story where she couldn't get into Disneyland, and then that was like the last straw with her working with Disney or, mm-hmm. or, or ABC, the, that whole conglomerate. Um, I wonder if that story came out and it, whether it just came out or it came out when it did, because um, a trailer for something she's got coming to Netflix on December 25th called Bridgerton was uh, was released yesterday. 
I have not seen that. I'll have to take a look. Send it to me. Kind of like a, a, a period. Like I saw it and it didn't seem interesting to me, but it seems oh. like other people were pretty excited by it. I'd um, probably like it. And I think this is her first big project for Netflix. Kind of like a period piece, but uh, uh, with humor injected as well. Like a high society period piece with some funny stuff. So I'd watch that. Also, guess what? What? I've had Petey Boy a whole year today. It feels like longer. Oh my gosh, do you remember when I brought him home and I was sending you guys pictures? Yeah, we were, I was surprised that, like, cause you, you, you said you were thinking about it and then you just got a dog. I did. <laughs> I just went and got him my sweetie pie. Hello, Petey Pie. Happy gotcha day, Peter. I know. He's having a good time today. I'm another Netflix thing. So I think I'm going to dive into uh, The Queen's Gambit. Ooh, I'm, I'm almost done with it. Really? So. Yeah. I've seen enough people who are completely disparate from one another in all the places that I look, read, and hang out on the internet to realize that this is probably something that's so good that even if it's right in my, not in my lane, I will like it. So will I like it? Eh. It's, I'm halfway through it, and I'm or a little over halfway through it, and it's still like slow to me, but not something I would turn off. I don't know how to explain that. Like It's not to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not going to finish it. I'm interested in it, but it's pretty slow. Like, really? It's a, yeah. Well, it's I about it to be it's slow. about the, the center of it is about chess, right? And chess is slow. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's very. Um, I don't know. Like even I, I won't say anything. We can, but it's. I was gonna spill some beans, but yeah, it's just slow, but it's good. So I keep coming back and forth. Like I'll sit down and watch it, and then get up and have to do something else and forget about it. It's probably the biggest piece of entertainment centered around chess since uh what was the bobby fisher movie <laughs> i don't know did i even, i don't even think i saw that yeah it was a mid-90s thing and i i it was a it was a big deal but i could never bring myself to see anything about chess oh shit about chess um Ooh, I'll, I'll ring janet here in like 10 minutes what, what was i drinking mm-hmm. just water i'm very i'm out of it today like i just want to i, I want i want this thing to all wrap up um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't even necessarily need to have a winner, but I want the voting part of this to end because then we can get into like I've like I watched all the uh, debates. Like I'm looking forward to the theater of all this, and I'm gonna try not to get too caught up in it. Looks red over here. It looks blue over here. I just think <laughs> I'm gonna kind of just try to enjoy it tonight and go to the most sensible places that I can because I, I I can't wait to actually see the ratings for people following the coverage tonight. I am impressed and I am pleased to see that there has not been any conversation about poll watchers. And I even looked like I looked at online to see if there was any writings about it. And they said something about Trump's poll watching militia is actually just a small platoon. Um, but people are still working. So, you know, there's still time. Yeah, I've seen no news and I don't know if that's good or bad for. It's... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel like it's good news. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I guess in this case, with, with what many of us in many ways had prepared for, for the, I saw your thing, the unscalable fence at the White House. Um, I mean, things could have been a lot worse. But again, you know, we got to remember like half the country is still, well, not half the country, but a lot of people are still 
getting their morning of voting going, whereas here, you know, we're more than halfway through it, I guess. Polls here close in Ohio at 7.30, 8 o'clock tonight in Michigan. And then we just uh, we just sit back and, and wait. Like, what's what's done is done, and we'll we'll count. In some places, we'll have to count, like Pennsylvania, for, like, maybe a week, and it may or may not matter. But I'm looking forward to, to watching the coverage tonight. And I guess we're going to have, like, a, 160 million people is the projection for how many people will vote. And I, I could easily look this up. Maybe you know um, so there's 330 million people in the country. So what, what, uh, what, what's the number, what percentage of the electorate of people eligible to vote are actually going to vote? I don't know. Cause you got of 330 million people. Mo- a lot of them are probably under 18. Yeah, I guess so. I thought we were going to get more like 200 million. Isn't that how many, isn't that how many they got in or was it 60 million in the 2016? Uh, in 20, in, in, <coughs> excuse me, I think it, it wasn't that much. Uh, mm. it, it was, I, I want to say it was like 53, 50. I, I don't, I, I can look it up real fast if you really want to know. Um, but this will definitely be more and it, it's hard to judge and I'm glad people are reserving their, their projections or thoughts or opinions because we don't know. Like what if yeah, like exactly. 90, 92, 92 million people had already voted uh, with, with mail-in and, and early voting? What if like an on, only another 8 million show up? Now that's not going to happen, but you don't know how many people who normally would have come out. So this is a, this is a wild one. It's a historic one. And I'm looking forward to watching the, uh, the coverage of it this evening. I am. I started it a little early, but I'm distracted. I'm talking to you and I'm doing some work and the dogs. Um, so and I'm, I'll... I, I'm total like, I'm totally over the the people and their voting stickers, and <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> I don't I don't like when I see my friends whose views I probably align with, they they tout how many people they they see out at the polls and they're they're so happy that people are voting. And I go back to something I thought earlier, like that's nice, but if they're not voting for who I won't, I, I'd rather they just ha- would have sat this one out. I just don't, I avoid the conversation in general. I don't, I don't, like, I don't even think I shared on social media that I voted and when I voted, I, I don't, eh, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, right. whatever. Uh, I think people expected me to vote. So, <laughs> like, it just, it, it, it is what it is. But you, I'm not, that doesn't surprise me because you're also the kind of person that hates it when people report on the weather. Like, everybody's talking about how it's snowing. Or <laughs> give me your dashboard, your dashboard temperature, <laughs> your dashboard I've, temperature. Yeah, I've never seen it get to 102 in your car before. Oh, my God. Yeah, you better. Yeah. So so be prepared for that also this week when it hits 72 and it's all nice and people are going to be taking pictures of how nice it is or like it's supposed to high is supposed to be 72. If it gets to 76 or 77, you better plan for that. We might still be election stuff by then. So maybe it'll it'll cancel that out. But yeah, the, the vote stuff I'm, I'm, I'm over with, so I've done my best to avoid that. But like I told you earlier, I'm like I'm trying to find things to talk about. I did find out um, the the Coke details. The workers yeah. are, appear to be striking because their health care costs went up, and they would like a raise to offset that. And that, that if that's all it is, that seems um, like a very reasonable request. Mm-hmm. It seems like their their bosses can just go no, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've got to make a decision. Yeah, I mean, it, depending on what, you know, what their health care costs rose to compared to what their, their salary or their wage, I can understand wanting to strike for that, especially since money is just tight everywhere. Why did their health care costs go up is, is um, interesting. But um, 
I, I mean, sh sure, they're striking as a ma as a formality, but I don't think it needs like media coverage. <laughs> like, there's so many other things to talk about. Well, I mean, it's it's still important. I think sure. it's important, and it's a it's a big union. It's a big business. It's not like Al's Antique Shop is 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 um, striking. I mean, Coca Cola is, is a name brand, and I'm guessing if it were to be prolonged, there'd be a lot of businesses that were affected. I yeah. didn't. Um, Oh God, Janet's laughing at the uh, the the readings I'm giving her. Um, oh, when I was out the other day at a store, I wanted to grab a, a beverage, a Coke Zero, but there were none in the Coke machine. So I and then I put the stories together, and it was probably just coincidence. But obviously, it's like one of the two biggest brands. So so a lot of places, whether you're just grabbing, you know, a single, or you usually buy a lot of Coke products, they could be missing if this is prolonged. But I think we can all sympathize with healthcare costs going up yeah. and a lot of us just have to sadly bite the bullet but that's where your union is is supposed to help you out yeah exactly i mean i was telling you uh we were thomas and i were just talking about that yesterday because i freaked out and thought he forgot to re-enroll i'm like did you re-enroll he's like what do you mean i am i supposed to re-enroll and i'm like oh my god <laughs> you know so i went to look at his um benefit package that he got sent last month and thank God they had like a little insert that explained what was happening this year. And they actually said your health care cost is going to go down. And they said that we're giving you a bit more coverage because of COVID. So to help our employees and that's let, great. You, let you know, we appreciate you. You're getting a little bit more coverage. And I was like, that's fantastic. So we're paying less. We, we're not married. He's paying less and he's getting more. Um, I was really happy for that, and he didn't have to do anything to re-enroll, so he's, Good. he's definitely enrolled. I guess in the late 2000s, every year it was painful. It was like literally mm -hmm. giving away a pound of flesh to watch my health care costs go up and up and up and up, and, and the deductibles go up, and the copays go up and up and up. And thankfully, knock on wood, in the last decade that I've had coverage, it's been actually quite a relief every year and it, it's probably just them patting themselves on the back but that's fine where they're like we've managed to keep our costs what they were last year deductibles and and premium i'm like oh thank thank the lord because now like when it doesn't go up it, it really is a big relief because some of these costs are outrageous as they are anyway there's just so, they're they're outrageous and i don't there's so many things that i still don't understand it and like i'm slightly ashamed to say it as a 30 year old that has had benefit insurance for, you know, I don't know, since I was 20. I don't, I don't understand so much of it still. I, I absolutely, like my job will have those meetings where you can come in and talk to our benefits provider and learn about our options. I go to every single one of those and ask questions and I still don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like, <There's>, what? <laughs> it's, it's so inscrutable. Um, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I called for my COVID test. And the lady's like, 100% covered. And then I get, yeah, I, I haven't checked my mail. So the test is covered, but the lab might not be because of where I went. Um, but I'm usually pretty good about this. I have a friend who works for my old company, and I was explaining. She was trying to figure out whether she should get the lower deductible but higher premium or the opposite. And I was like, look, for you, you know, for us, you're probably going to pay about 3000 to 3500 a year over the course of the year. It's when do you want to pay it? Um, do you want to pay it out of pocket because the deductible is higher or whatever it may be? But it's usually like between three and $3,000. And that's that's accounting like the premium that you pay every couple of weeks. And I reminded her, um, 
she still gets like $400 as like HSA money. Uh-huh. So if your deductible is 1500, it's actually only 1100 because the company threw 100 threw 400 bucks at you. So I will never forget I ran into the biggest it was the I got I had surgery in 2018. I had surgery in late November of 2018 and I didn't get billed for it until the end of December. So that's when I got the bill in the mail. And I went to use my um, health savings card, like the money that I put away money each check into a health card that doesn't roll over every year. And I didn't, I did not know that. So (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know that it didn't roll over and I tried to spend it on my, like pay for my surgery and I couldn't. And they're like, you know, I called them and I said, Hey, I have this money in my account. And they're like, you can't. And they said, your money doesn't roll over, so if you don't use it, you lose it. And I said, that's ridiculous. I pay you guys like 20 bucks a check. Like, that's outrageous. And <laughs> and then she goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. And then she goes, also, we're in the month of January now. It was the beginning of January. So she's like, we're in the year 2019, so you cannot use it to pay anything that happened in the year 2018. Oh. And I said, I didn't even get billed for it until the end of yeah. December. She's like, I understand, I'm sorry, you could get audited, just you can't, you shouldn't do that. And I'm just like, that surgery was so expensive and I ended up having to pay it out of my pocket for the rest of the year, I was so pissed. Yeah, somebody, there's a, there's a lot of blind spots like that. With When I had the HSA, I had people who, there were people that I worked with that never went to the doctor. So there th- we had a rollover and theirs grew and grew and grew, but I used mine up right away for like medications and stuff. But that, that sucks that it didn't roll over. And that it, because it took so long to bill you, you thinking you were going to have this taken care of that, that sucks really bad. I hate that. Yeah. And it was, and, and then what made it worse is the hospital ended up sending me to collections cause I didn't pay it off in time. Right. I was paying like, you know, 20 bucks here, 30 bucks here, like trying to pay it as much as I could. And you would think, and I asked them, I said, well, if I'm paying it consistently, wouldn't that, isn't that enough for you not to send me to collections? Yeah, no, you just have to, you have to pay it off in X amount of months. I was so pissed. I'm like, here I am trying to be an adult and do better. Right. (laughs) I just can't. I've had like the care coordinators before. Thankfully, like I, I dealt with so much grief for like six or seven years. After that, they all seem to be wonderful and helpful. But I've had like the care coordinators before send me the doctors that that weren't covered, and then I get a surprising bill, and it was it was so disorganized and so mm-hmm. bad. And just like I think I, I probably mentioned over the summertime when I went to uh, the ProMedica Urgent Care, um, I got a, a full bill because they forgot to submit it or they didn't submit it, and it's like medical billing people. I, I, I would like to collectively strangle them because your eight instead of a zero is someone else's misery if they can't get it corrected in time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm going to text our Arabian princess mm-hmm. and we'll get her on. And uh, thank you for the, uh, for the heads up earlier on that accident <laughs> because it, uh, it looks like it's still being taken care of. Yes. There was, you, you too, Peter. Thank you. That's sunny. She's, she's, um, growling. She has her bone and you can't come near her with it. Um, yeah. So I actually drove past that one before like the fire department had gotten there and both cars were wrecked. Like both cars were wrecked 
and I thought I was safe to go. The light had turned green. It was right at the intersection at the end of the zoo, right before the dog park. And I thought I was good to go. So I start driving and then I look and I see behind me that the cars that were next to me did not start driving. I'm like, what happened? There was a police officer that was standing essentially right in front of me, but I couldn't see him. He didn't have on any kind of like reflective gear. So I couldn't tell that that was him. And I was like, whoopsies, I didn't follow directions. <laughs> did, you th- did you think about what I told you yesterday, how accidents rise after daylight savings? Oh, my gosh. Well, also, I don't know if it's an election thing because I the one and only car accident I've ever been in where my mom and I were rear-ended was when on an election in 2004, the, the lady was trying to get to the polls before they closed. And she was like, I was trying to go vote for Bush. <laughs> She ran into our Buick Regal that did not sustain one dent or scratch in it. Um, it was pretty funny. Hi, Janet. Hi, Janet. Janet. Oh, hi. Are you guys talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're, the, you're the only hi. one named Janet. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I was I was working while you guys were chatting. How are you guys doing? What's going on with the elections? Has anybody heard anything? Um, no news is good news, so... Yeah, it's too early now. Not a whole lot, yeah. Well, the, um, I did, actually, I, I did the charts on everything and everybody, and I, I don't know, you know, I'm a little confused, because Uh-oh. they both have a great chart as, as far as what's going on right now, and they just don't. It's just, you know, when you look at Biden's chart, you know, November 20, 1942, 8.30, um, I believe in the morning, he has a, um... He has a lot of aspects showing up with his health. The guy's got prostate issues. He has heart issues. The guy has a lot of issues. Then you have, you, I mean, I worry about his health. He's a very good guy and good intentions, but I worry about his health. And then you look at Trump's chart, and he has some major issues coming up, too, with his health and other things going on. It's hard to say who's going through, who's, who's, um, who's going to win, because... I mean, I, I know who I would guess is going to win. If you want me to say, I'll say it on the air. No, but, you no, know. I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You might not be happy about it, but okay. Well, oh, wh- no. Way to upset me like that. Did you, did you vote, Janet? I always vote. I'm an American. I may be an Arab, but I am a strong American. Good for you, that Janet. That is a right to vote. And I've been putting it on my Facebook like crazy that everybody should be voting. I voted. Not not people who disagree with my opinion. I don't want them voting. Well, that's because you're always right. Thank you. Right? Thank you. And this is why we're friends. <laughs> we are always going to be friends no matter what happens. We're Alex, always friends. Did you know did you see this the other day? Janet is a dog aunt and the dog's name is his real name is Munir, but you call him Mooney? Oh, his name it's not my dog. It's my sister's dog. Right. And I babysit him. I dog sit him when she's on vacation, she and her family. And I get to have the luxury of babysitting him. He is the smartest little dog. He was born uh, December 2nd, 2018. He's a Sagittarius dog, but he has his moon in Aquarius. This dog, I call him Mooney. That's my name for him. But, and so now they all call him Mooney. But he is so smart. He's, that dog, when I walk in, I mean, I, I bring him to the office. 
office once in a while with me, but when I walk in at home, he knows one of the things I like is I like to get a bottle of water. So he'll look <laughs> up at me. I have somebody checking in on him during the day. I'm only two minutes from my, my house, so I go back and forth. But he'll look up at me. He'll go right to the refrigerator to, with his little nose trying to open up the refrigerator to get my water. He is so cute. Oh, sweetie. He is the cutest, and he's smart. I'll tell him, okay, Mooney, time to go night-night. And so he'll get up. And he'll look at me. He'll go lay on his little pillow. That's how good he is. He's a very good dog. They had him in puppy school and all that. My sister's a judge. Her husband's a judge. They're very organized, you know, all that stuff. But they're dog lovers, you know. And he's the cutest little thing. He sleeps in bed with me, though. I'll let him sleep in my bed. I like him better than my boyfriend. Anyway, we won't say that on air. <laughs> well, I like you a lot more having seen Mooney now. He looks like a good boy. He, he He's my oh kind my of God, dog. So, oh, I love dogs. I'm what kind of dog lover. is he? Dogs. Cats, I almost killed myself the other day trying to avoid a squirrel. Seriously, I almost hit a tree. He's but I love dogs, and I love animals. I think animals are God's creatures. I swear they're closer to God than any of us. That's what I feel. Mooney is uh, like some kind of lab mix? He's a, he's a beagle mix. So he has a little bit of, he's a beagle, and he has, I thought they told me, not a shih tzu, but... Some kind of poodle, some kind of a poodle mix. But I'm going to tell you, he's so smart. He just he just knows things. And when my clients will walk into the office, because I have a huge office, which you have not seen, but it's huge. So he'll get up, and I'll tell him, don't bark, and then he'll just go back and sit on his pillow. He's just so sweet. He doesn't make any noise, ruckus, anything. And I had a client one day, she goes, I don't like dogs. And I said, she walked in, I said, well, he's, he's my sister's dog and he's staying with me. And she goes, well, I don't like dogs. I said, well, then you're going to have to reschedule your appointment a day when I don't have him here. Because he's Aww. not going anywhere. What a cutie. I'm, a, I'm an animal person. I have three. Oh, my God, I love animals. I love animals. I, I love dogs. If I could rescue all of them, I would do that. Yeah. Alex, I just the... don't think with my schedule it's, it's fair to an animal because my schedule is rough because I work all the time, I do parties, so I actually have to hire someone when I'm gone doing a party to sit with him so he's not by himself for four hours. You have that you know, kind of money. I don't want him to be you know, scared, you know, that kind of thing. He'll be fine. Do you, so do you know... I, I, I hire someone, literally pay them to sit there and watch TV with him. Yeah. He's so cute. My dad... And he likes scary shows. He likes anything scary that has a lot of <laughs> action in it. I put on Universal Soldier the other day, kind of a lot of it was kind of gory and it's, it's a good show, but it was interesting. And he's like he likes it, looks up at me, watches the show, looks up at me, watches the show. He's so cute. Alex, you, you got you got the picture right. I did. He's so sweet. What, what kind of dog do you think he is? Uh, I would have said like a lab mix. Yeah. He's a he's a beagle mix. He's a beagle, yeah, and he likes to beagle hunt. Australian Shepherd maybe. Yeah, there's some beagle in there. He has a face similar to Diddy's. Oh, Isn't he yeah. cute? He has little freckles. Yeah. He has Aww, freckles. We have to bring him, you know, when we get this COVID thing over, There, I mean, I get him for sometimes a week at a time, and I'll have to, I miss him so much, I'll have to bring him over, and you guys, you, or you guys can come to my office and see him. He's so cute. I'll do that. He's my little baby Mooney, and he sleeps in bed with me and everything. He cuddles with me. Um. So we uh, we had the the harvest moon, the two the two full moons in one month. We're past Halloween. We got daylight savings, and we're uh, we're about to emerge from the the retrograde, right? Which is ten days from now, and it's November 13, twenty twenty, and we're going to come out of it. And right now, as of twelve fifty p.m. today, Mercury, the planet of communication, my dear friends, has gone into direct. So 
we're not going to have a mercury retrograde till February of 2021. So we're clear. The next couple months are going to be so much better. But, you know, after the election, you're going to see a lot of, I mean, people are going to be unhappy, pulled in different directions. It's going to be kind of chaotic because, yeah. you know, no matter who wins, people are going to be unhappy because it's so extreme. Don't you think so, Alex? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely think that it's going to, we're going to have to prepare for, uh, our, prepare our mental, our mental minds to respond to this one yeah, and not be affected. I'm a little about it. Whenever Mars goes into direct, which is, you know, going to be happening November 13th, we always feel the effects of it up to two months, which is two months. So we feel the, the intensity of this retrograde for two months. And people are just going to be in an uproar trying to get it together. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little tense for everybody. But it is what it is. You know, as humans, we just have to sort of like, you know, as people, we just have to protect ourselves and, and do whatever we can to just get through it all. You know, I think so. You know, but Mercury retrograde going direct today, it's a lot better. But it'll be interesting interesting to see how things fare with the election. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not an affiliate of either one, either a Democrat. I'm more like a libertarian. So when I talk, I talk astrology. I don't talk about the person. To me, it's a chart. You know, that's all I see. And um, I kind of think that it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, but um, even if, if Trump gets back in, his health is going to go down the tubes. He has some heart issues, sugar issues, back issues. They both are a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, right. well, well for, hold on. For, forget about that. I don't want to hear, I don't want to think about a president getting ill, like gravely ill. That would be that different from the COVID thing with Trump. But um, no fear mongering, Janet. Can can we talk about some of the uh, the, the Lister submissions that we got? Uh, you laughed at them again. No, I think you did. You mean uh, you're talking about the 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 ones you want me to talk about? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 podcast listeners, so they send their questions. And this one was very specific. Well, I, had- I liked Roberta. Her, I mean, I liked them all except Jack did not give his girlfriend's first name. And I look at numerology along with astrology, which is fine. I call her Sue. She's a girl named Sue. But anyway, mm-hmm. I will say with Roberta, she's asking about. Um, you know, relationship status, you know, do I, do I see her in a new relationship or something? And I, I definitely think she's an independent person. This is a very sensitive woman. She's intuitive. She's born under the sign of Pisces. So she's just newly in Pisces, like, like a day or so into Pisces. That means that the sun sign went into Pisces. Her moon is Sagittarius. So she's torn between I want somebody in my life and I also want my space and freedom. So she has both of those things going on. I wasn't sure she's born seven ten in the morning or evening. I took the morning, but I will say she's a very psychological person, great communicator, very humanitarian, overthinker sometimes. And yes, I do see her coming into an amazing cycle when it comes to love in the next year because she's really Janet, moving in a great was, direction with herself, which Janet, I think is wonderful. Sorry, was, she has a good chart for love, but she has to also decide what she wants. Do I want to be in a relationship or do I want to travel, see the world, you know, explore? So she's really in kind of this battle with herself. But, yes, I think next year is going to be the year for her, specifically March through April and May, those three months. If it means anything, she was 7, 10 p.m. Oh, okay. Well, I I did 7, 10 a.m. because it wasn't showing up in here. But that's okay. It would be primarily the same, only she would have a Leo rising 
which it, we just reverse it. Her moon would fall into her third house, which is communication. That's her gift. Basically what I said, she loves love, children, family is very important to her. Had some tough times way back in 2009 through 2012, but now she's kind of moving into a better direction. And because it's 7.10 p.m., um, it would indicate that we have some wonderful aspects hitting her relationship house in 2021, which I would say March through July, as I mentioned earlier, which are going to be very good for her. So, yes, I do see her falling in love. She'll, she may make a commitment within the next two and a half, three years. She asked me about a five-year forecast, but I'm looking at the next two years. It's going to be great. All right. Next up is Paige. Paige is asking about, we don't know her time of birth. Fine, no problem. Oh, 12.02 a.m. I do have it. Yay. Okay. She has, she's asking whether or not she should go back into school and being a therapist, a psychologist. Well, let me tell you this, Paige. You're born November 27th. I'm November 28th. I have my degree in psychology. To me, Sagittarians are born therapists. They are born into that field. Or if you have planets in your ninth house, which rules Sagittarius, like Eric, then you, you, you're, you're a psychological person sort of like by default because your planets fell into that house. So I would say you're a great teacher. You're a great therapist. You, you would be a good therapist. You're coming into a cycle of your life, which is in 20, December 2020 through March 2023, which is going to really shift your life around career-wise, whether you go into school, get into psychology or not. It's going to be really a good period for you. So I'm excited about some of these changes coming up. But you do question everything you want to do with your career. You've always been in a question point about that. So that's something you've always had. So I don't know what it is. It's like you not, you're not always satisfied with yourself work-wise. And I can sometimes see it more so also with love. So it's kind of like you have to kind of decide where you want to be with that too. But you have a great chart, very intelligent. She's probably a really attractive girl, Virgo rising, always takes care of herself, um, loves to teach, educate, very ahead of her time. I see this coming up in the next year where she's going to flourish for sure. Awesome. And then we have Jack. He wants to know if he should propose, and um, he's been dating her for four months. Well, this is my, my thing on four months. Uh, you're 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 rushing everything a little too quickly because four months is honeymoon. Everybody's on their best behavior. I don't think it's the right time. I think you should wait a year before you propose to anything, anybody. Uh, I don't think this. I think it's way too soon. And plus, you're under a retrograde right now, which is hitting your emotional sign in Aries. So you're all whacked out mentally right now, Jack. So it's better that you just sit back. After the first of the year, we can re revisit this. But I like your girlfriend. I think I call her Sue because you didn't put a name here. So I would say that she's a good person, big-hearted, independent, strong-willed. She doesn't have the best judgment calls. And I feel like you would have differences about how to raise children. So if Jack has kids already or she has kids, there could be some underlining issues down the road. So they need to fix this. They need to look at this. Or if they had children together, a child together down the road, they will definitely have different styles of how to raise children. But I would wait till the first of the year, re revisit this around January or February. Good people, both of you, but it's way too soon. Awesome. If anybody would like to get a hold of me at my beautiful office, my number, and you might be able to see Mooney. My office number is 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510, or Janet Amid at AOL.com. And make sure you vote for me for Best of 2020. Have you won every year the paper has been in existence, like since 1874? I have won every year, but there's a lot of competition. People I don't really know 
But, um, you know, there there's a lot of competition this year. And, you know, it's okay. I mean, I've won, I, I won, what, 21 years in a row or something like that. So I'm happy. You know, I've done my bit, you know, but I've been, I've been around a long time, too. Alex, vote for me. I'll vote for you. Ooh, that's so exciting. Get all your friends to vote for me, too. Yeah, I'll share it. Um, it was a pleasure to speak with you. We liked hearing about Mooney. Now I really want to come by. The, when it, when is, is he going to be at the office this week or next week? No, he'll be, I think he'll be back here in two weeks. Because I try to, I beg my sister to let me bring him home because he's so cute. But he misses home. He cries when he gets in the car because he wants to be with his Aww, family. Oh, sweetie. And he does. He cries a little bit. And then I, I always have these little treats and I, I give him little treats. We take a little walk of the rest area. We just take a little walk, and I sit down, and I talk to him, and he looks at me. I say, you're going to be okay with Auntie Janet. You're going to be fine. You're going to get a lot of love. You're going to be fine. And then he's okay. He gets in the car, and he's fine. Awesome. Animals understand us. They just People just need to understand that they're, they're on a high vibration. Mm-hmm. I love animals. My, uh, my astrological piece of ass, thank you for joining us once again. I love being on with you guys. Alex, you better come and see me sometime soon. We need to talk about your stuff for the so, upcoming year. I did send an email. I'm trying to get my mom scheduled. I just needed her to get her, her date of birth and um, birth t- time of birth for the people she wanted to ask about. I'll work with you. But whatever so, Pam tells you, uh, Pam works in another office because of the COVID. She oh, works okay. at home. Yeah, so I'm in a, we're in a separate place, so we don't always, you know, communicate. Um, and so I'll work with you on stuff. I just want to get you in here and meet your mom. Yeah, yeah. So I, I emailed Pam, so I just have to email her back, and then we'll get something scheduled. Whatever, whatever works for you, honey. I work sometimes Sundays, too. So she loves you, that, yeah. On a Sunday, I can do that. Just let her know that I okayed it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Miss Janet, okay, I'll talk Charles, to you. I love you guys. Talk soon. Bye, Bye Janet. And that's it. We're done for an election day. Man, that was a quick one for elections. Maybe we'll have something better to talk about on Thursday. I uh, yeah, I could only imagine that there'd be more to talk about as the week unfolds. Because now we just we just sit back and and wait. We uh, we let. I mean, I know there's been a lot more uh, poll workers hired this year because you know the Pearl and Esters of the world it wasn't safe for them to be there, but. <laughs> The Pearls and the Esters and the Herms and all those people are going to be counting the votes up. And there we go. We just sit back and wait now. Good. I'm ready. I will. I'm like, I thought about it, though, because I was telling Jordan, I said, I'm going to be coming into work late on Wednesday. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, I always stay up and watch. I know that there isn't going to be, there probably won't be results, but I'm going to watch anyway. I have a meeting at nine, though, so I can't, you know, obviously I can't come into work any later than nine. But today I was so tired that I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to stay up for this. (laughs) What? What one piece of voting news would keep would have you go oh man i gotta stay up now probably if there's drama that i mean if there's if there if it's well actually no um if because i know that states will start reporting um at some point like they'll because once the polls close at 7 seven thirty, and 8 then they'll start getting some information in i think um so I'll, yeah, I'll probably be watching. I don't know. Right. I, I I won't be able to put it down. It's definitely going to be one of those moments where I won't be able to, like, walk away from it, although I want to. <laughs> Last question. Yeah. I never knew this. What the hell is an exit poll? Is that is it as obvious as what it sounds like? Give me some context. You, you, don't, know what an, you don't know what an exit poll is? I do know what an exit poll is. I get, maybe? 
What is an exit poll? Like when someone leaves, they, they, they get asked who they voted for? That doesn't seem very reliable. Yeah, I don't know what an exit poll is. That's funny. I don't. I, are you trying to trump me because we don't know what, no. if it's Pet Smart or Pet Smart? No, 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 no. <laughs> I have ne- all these years, every four years or whatever it is, I've never known what an exit poll is. I know what an exit interview is. Right. Like, you know, and it could be the same thing because a poll is something that people do to like inquire or question. So it could be the same thing. And you can't wear any political paraphernalia to, to polls? didn't know that that's bullshit is is that true is that accurate i have heard that so i've heard that a couple times um over the last couple of weeks and i was like who's gonna first of all who's gonna enforce that and second of all that's kind of silly yeah that's like saying when you go to like a lions game you can't wear your lions gear i get it's a little more civically involved with this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's probably because especially in years like this like they the reason they tell you not to do it is in case there's a year like this where things could get testy and they're already tense as is. Let's find out some um, did you know things and talk about that the next time we're on and see how we if we can trump each other. I'm going to stop using that word, trump, trump each other. I mean, there could be some wild things that we learn in the next, you know, 48 <laughs> or 36 hours that we, we had no idea. So Yeah, exactly right. This will be, excuse me, I'm yawning. Oh, man, I'm tired. Like, um, I, I, just before we got on the air, or a couple days ago, I learned that, that Pennsylvania doesn't count their votes, their mail-in votes, until the day of, of the election. Why? Uh, I don't know. I and learned that also. Florida is really good at counting mail-in votes, which makes a lot of sense because there are so many transient people living there. I don't... I just... I saw that and I'm like, I don't know how this, we are certainly not doing things in the best possible uh, in the most effective way. Let me ask you this, because yeah. I've always thought this and and now with so much of a, of a hot microscope on everything, I think it, it bears digging in a little deeper now. And I'm not talking about the the fraudulent things. How many votes do you think don't get counted? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I've never, I... I don't know. Like, how many votes do you think had to get tossed out? Not, no, not necessarily. Maybe it's as like it's as flippant as you're in a state that is clearly dominant one way. So Pearl doesn't dig into the other side as detailed as she would in another state. Ooh. Like, like my dad was saying the other day, I, we were talking about it. He said he mailed his vote, and I said, "Were you concerned that it doesn't get counted?" He's like, "If my vote doesn't get counted, I can live with myself." I mean, yeah, because. Like some votes just aren't going to get counted because for the most part there there are human beings counting these things. There are errors with computers not counting. So like not every vote is going to get counted. And I'm not talking about like the mail people dumping things or anything shady like that. Just the simple like you're talking of hundreds of millions or at least like 160 million. Some things are not going to get counted. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to get something off my chest. I've been holding it in. I never told anyone cuz I was ashamed. I did not vote in the 2012 election. You didn't need to. I didn't need, <laughs> I didn't need to and I moved from Cuyahoga County to Wood County that year. I like the um, election was in November and I moved here October 4th or something of that I remember it was like October 4th and I it it was a cutoff time for voter registration in my county so I would have got I would have had to do absentee or go back to Cuyahoga to vote and I 
don't love doing things that are complicated or I don't, sure. I don't know how to do. So I was like, I'm not going to bother with the absentee ballot because I don't even know how I'm going to get that started. Yeah, now, <laughs> and so I didn't vote. If anything, I mean, and it was it was uh, induced by COVID. Um, we all know how many different ways there are to vote now other than on Election Day. <laughs> I was like, I was honestly, I felt really, really bad and I was paranoid and I'm like, I'm never going to get called for jury duty. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up the electoral college map from 2012 mm -hmm. and I'm trying to figure out, Ohio was blue, but I can't figure out, it looks like it was light blue. So it was a, a, a win, but a modest win for Obama then. So you you weren't really needed. Um, I didn't vote four years ago because I was I was as angry as people are now. But I didn't vote four years ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a far less judgy of people who um, who don't vote um, because I can I I understand. Like if you don't fall in line with one or the other, I'm not gonna like shame you because you can't pull yourself. Especially if one of your, you know, one of it is one of the things is really dire to you or something of that nature i try not to be judgy about that if you are somebody that has opinions though about everything and you're always saying something and then you're turning around and saying well i'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count <laughs> and i'm like it, okay well i say that and but in, in a like your vote especially in a presidential election doesn't really count and this goes back to the electoral college thing um one, and I have that opinion because, one, no election, no matter how many hanging chads or 2,000 redo this year, n nothing is ever decided unless we're talking about, like, Putnam County by one vote. Right. And I realize if a lot of people have that mentality, then those one votes turn into 10, 100, 1,000. And also, I, I still deeply believe that if you're, if the person in the presidential election you voted for doesn't win the electorates of your state, your vote did not count. I suppose. Uh, I know that, like, they talked about in Michigan. I, I watched a story this week, and they were explaining, like, how many votes Hillary Clinton lost Michigan by. It was and 80, I'm like, it was 88,000 between Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, I think. All of them combined was 88,000? Yeah. So she those 88,000 led to those three states going to the president now, meaning that it didn't matter that how many more she won in the popular vote, which was, I think, several million. But I it was 88,000 that decided um, the Electoral College, for the most part, for, for the states that were, were toss-up places. And I think that, that that's why I know that there was a lot of people campaigning to get black people registered to vote in Michigan, because I know that there was, we had, in large numbers, we did not vote in 2016. Um, and I think that in in like states like that and counties like that, it absolutely mattered and, and people didn't vote and, you know, not but that it's... If you're a Republican voting in California for the yeah. president... Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't even bother. Like, just don't bother. And Agreed. There, conversely, there are other states like that. Like, if you're a Democrat in Wyoming, I know there's not many people there, but that state will likely never, ever, ever, ever be blue. That's why it's so curious to me to watch. And granted, this is the influx of new people coming to the country to see how how much of a shade of purple Texas might be this year. Agreed. Um, on another note, it feels really great outside. Like the, I know, the I know. sun is out. Oh, it feels so good. They just got rid of all the corn in the field behind us. So now it's all you can see for miles. Yeah. Um, I passed a place like that a couple of weeks ago on 
some road near my house. But no, you're you're right. And I kept when I was getting smacked in the face with that wind and those droplets of snow. Sorry, that whatever. The, however, the snow was coming down on Sunday. I was like, next week it might be seventy. So. All right. Uh, I said we were done. Now we are actually done. So we will. Uh, well, maybe I'll get Floyd on tomorrow. We got to. When is his mom's surgery? Um. Oh, I think it might be tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, that's the only positive. Um, with him being exposed to a bad case of COVID, he is going to be. Floyd. He he'll be so bored that he might have time to hop on with us. He will be poor Floyd though, because he yeah. certainly had a lot to say about Dewine and how COVID is handled. And I'm like, but that's why. Like. <laughs> Here's right. here's why. Anyway, um, yeah, that'll be cool if he can jump on because I want to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in ages. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.